Praise the Lord. Amen. I am honored and uh, delighted to be here with you guys. You are an awesome church, and I know Pastor uh, Mike uh, from uh, previous meeting uh, with Pastor Mike's other church, and I'm glad that uh, two churches and Pastor Lee, you guys coming together, because that's what it will take to break the power of Islam in this uh, country, is churches are united, you know, and you need to keep that in mind. You know, when churches are weak and in division and divided, Satan advance and taking places. And God is calling us as churches, as Christians, to take over new territory, new lands. You know, that's what the Bible teaches me. That's what I learned after I became a Christian. I was a Muslim, and my real name was Muhammad Kamil. And I never thought to be a Christian. But after my encounter with Jesus in 1979, I said to myself, wow, I didn't want it to be like Christian. Because Christians are weak. Christians afraid to talk about Jesus. I have a friend for 12 years. He is a Christian. And he never shared the gospel with me. He was afraid to tell me, Jesus loves you, Muhammad. He afraid to give me a Bible. And you can imagine for 12 years, I am eating with this friend. Playing with him, going everywhere in Cairo. And he never shared the good news. Guys, do you know you guys have a good news? Are you excited you are Christian? I can move, right? You, you excited? You know, Christianity is excitement. Sharing the good news is good news. You know, when I go everywhere, I stop people in the street, in every place, say, do you mind if I pray for you? And do you know the, the response is? Of course. Did you ever try this? To stop people and say, hey, can I pray for you, brother? What do you think the people will say to you? Of course. And I lay hands and pray for them. Me and my wife, when we go to eat any place, we talk with people in the restaurant. What is the worst case scenario? They will kick you from the restaurant. <laughs> Who cares? I will go to eat in a different restaurant. They will need my business. But before I pay money, I need to talk about Jesus. I remember me and my wife, we went to eat in uh, soup plantation. And just after we grabbed the food... Before we go to our table, we end praying for 10 people. And I made my commitment after I became a Christian. Lord, I will share the gospel with 10 people every day. I will not sleep. Do you know why? Because my friend was afraid to share the gospel with me. You can imagine if I die 
before I became a Christian, I would be bashed. Because my friend is a chicken. There is many Christians are chicken. And do you know what's happening? Muslims are spreading Islam everywhere. Everywhere. You know, I wish we have the map of England. I go everywhere in Europe and Africa in many places. They're building mosques. You know, I remember in Egypt, Muslim people, they will take Korans. You know, the Koran, the Muslim book. And they will go inside the bus and they will put a Koran in the lap of every one passenger in the bus. And Christians are afraid to give Bibles. And I don't understand this. Why are we afraid? Oh, we have Jesus in our side. We have Jesus in our side. Why are we afraid? Church, we should go with the good news and sharing the good news. Do you know in 2 Kings 7, 9, it said today is the day of good news and we remain silent. If we remain silent till morning light, punishment will take over us. Do you know, guys, Jesus is coming soon. Do you know how I know that? Because in the Bible said, even the song this evening, it said Jesus will come with the sound of what? Of Trump. And Trump is here in the, in the White House. You need to be ready. Jesus is coming soon. You know? And he wanted his people to be ready. You know? And uh, I would like to share a quick verse with you while I'm sharing my story uh, from uh, Acts chapter 4, verse 12. I don't know if we still have hope that video can work or our hope in Christ. <laughs> Let me know if anything you can play. I will take it. Yeah, if, if you open your Bible on Acts chapter 4, after I became Christian in Egypt, like I told you, God put in my heart to share the gospel with 10 people. I will not sleep. I will count how many people I am sharing with. If I found I shared with eight, I am missing two. Do you know what I will do? I will go to the street and I will stop a taxi. And I will ride with the taxi driver and guess who will be number nine? <laughs> the taxi driver. And I will ask him to drop me. And then I take a different taxi back home. And that's my number 10. Church. Church. What is the worst case scenario will happen to you here? Even if they arrest you and put you in prison. Guess what? Your prison is a hotel. It's like a hotel. They have beds, cover, hot water, shower. 
bathroom, you can brush your teeth, you can change your clothes, you can have clean food, you have a TV, you have internet, everything in prison. But you know, my prison, you know, one day, I shared the gospel with a taxi driver, and the taxi driver reported me to the secret police. And the secret police arrested me, but I was excited, because now I will share the gospel with the secret police. Like I told you, are you excited? You guys have good news. Good news. And when, when they took me to their office, in their headquarter, you can imagine, secret police, I was excited and filled with peace and joy that I would get the opportunity to share with the secret police people. And while they're interrogating me, I told the officer, do you have a Bible? He said, yeah, I have a Bible. I told him, open, I told, give me the Bible. Show me the Bible. He opened the door and he gave me the Bible. I opened Acts chapter uh, 4, verse 12. And I told him, could you please read it? And by the way, uh, with many good translations of the Bible, I love this translation. In verse 12 it said, Salvation is found in no one else. Right? For there is no other name under heaven given to mankind which we must be saved. You know, in my translation for this verse, there is no other name can save anyone except the name of Jesus. That's what the Bible says. And I told him, Mr. Allah, did you notice what this verse said? There is only one name to be saved by, the name of Jesus. Not the name of Moses, not the name of David, not the name of Muhammad, not the name of any other man. It's only the name of Jesus. And this is the message of the gospel. This is the good news we have. Guys, we have a Savior. I love the song. It said, He can move mountain. Did you ever tried to ask God to move a mountain in your life. It's up to you. I prayed and God moved mountains in my life. First mountain. When I was Muslim, I went to church like this to make fun of Christians. I thought all Christians are crazy because I was watching American movies. And everything I know about Christianity is from your movies. And guess what? Your movies are terrible. <laughs> it's all killing, drugs, drunk, women with bikinis. Everything is terrible. And I thought, wow, if I go to church, I can mock them. Because I will go and see all this craziness. And I will go to the mosque, to my Muslim friend, and tell them, oh, I saw those Christian infidels doing this and that 
inside the churches. And I went to church. I told my friend, could you please take me to a church? I'm interested to know about Jesus, about your Christianity. He afraid to take me to his church. He thought I would put a bomb in his church. He decided to take me to a different church. <laughs> See how Christians love each other? Don't bomb my church, bomb the other church. It's okay. It's incredible what's happening in churches. You know? And I'm glad he took me to the right church. Not to his church. Because the other church, and this is all the video I wanted to show you in Egypt. You know, the other church, they love Muslim. And they welcome me. And I remember a big guy at the door, the usher. When he saw me, he hugged me. Welcome. They opened their hearts for the lost. For the people, even for Muslim people. Even Muslims, they're killing them in the Middle East. But they're welcoming them. They are like Jesus. Right? Jesus, when he was dying, he was asking forgiveness. You know, for his enemy. And he said, Father, forgive them. He was loving God. And I was sitting in the back watching when the dancing, the liquor would be served, the bad thing would happen in the church. Nothing happened. I got disappointed because I'm there for this reason, to watch those crazy people. My favorite actor in the American movie was East Clintwood or Clint Eastwood? Is this how you say it? East Clintwood? Clint Eastwood. Okay, from right to left. I get confused sometimes. And this guy, everything is killing. Everything is drugs. Everything is fighting. And I thought this is Christianity. And most of the Muslims, they're thinking that about you. They're thinking you're crazy. Like the movie. You know? And they never meet a real Christian. And you guys, you need to know, Muslims cannot get hold of the Bible. They're afraid to touch the Bible. Because their Muslim leader telling them this book is unclean. I was meeting last year with the son of the ambassador of all Saudi Arabian. And this guy happened to be in the church where I was scheduled to preach. And he was sitting, and I shared my story. And after the service, I introduced myself to him and went for a lunch. And during the lunch, we started talking, and he told me, his girlfriend is a Christian. She gave him a Bible. And he afraid to touch the Bible. Because the propaganda of Muslim leaders. That this book is unclean. And he told me. I used to have a towel. To cover the Bible. To move it from a place to place. Muslim cannot get. A Bible in their hand. But do you know what? You are the fifth gospel.
You are the gospel that people can read through your life. They can see Jesus in your life. They can ask how I can be like you. Because they see in your life the power of your life. You are the fifth gospel, remember this. And people are watching you. People are watching your life. And you need to take this seriously. Watch what you do in the street. Watch what you do in the house, with your friends, at work, at school, at college. You are representative of Jesus Christ. You know, if you read your book correctly, in the Bible, in the book of Acts, they know the people against Christianity, they called the Christian, Christian. Because they saw their life like Jesus. They became or called the Christian for first time in Antakya. Because the Gentiles start seeing, wow, those people are acting like Christ. They love like Jesus. They have power like Jesus. They heal like, like Jesus. Wow. They call them Christian. You know, be honest. We are in God's presence. And God is here tonight. I have no doubt. I feel God is here. Honestly, when you are with other people and friends, what people would say about you? Is this guy really Christian? Is this lady really Christian? Or they will have a difficult time to recognize you. You know? When Paul and Peter come to Jerusalem, anytime, they said, those people turn the world upside down. That's their name. All the apostles, when they come to a place, they turn it upside down. How about you? Are you living normal Christianity? Coming Sunday, singing two, three songs, you're going back to your home, you're eating your lunch, and coming Wednesday for Bible study, and that's it? You think this is what God calling the church for? God calling the church to go out, to use them. To turn the world upside down to Christ. To do miracles. To heal people. How many times you're praying for your neighbor? To your brother, to your sister. You're just living for yourself. Oh, I eat and drink and tomorrow I will die. This is not what this Bible teaching us. That's why I told Christ, after I became a Christian, I didn't want it to be like Christian. I wanted to be like Jesus. I wanted to be like Paul. I wanted to be like Daniel. And that's why I changed my name to Daniel Abdel Messiah. Mean Daniel the slave of the Messiah. And after the church service, I went with my friend to his home. And I wanted to know 
how those people pray or worship the God. And I told them, how you guys pray? He gave me, he wrote the Lord's Prayer in a piece of paper and he gave it to me. I took it to the room and I started reading the first line, Our Father in Heaven. I start laughing. Because in Islam, I can't call God Father. I can't call him Baba, Abba. I open the window and I start laughing and I start saying, You are my daddy. I can call you Baba. And while I'm mocking and laughing, boom, the Holy Spirit, Jesus' presence filled my room. I felt Jesus visiting me and his hand and arm around me. And I, hear, I even sense his face next to my face. And whispering, yes, I am your daddy. I am your father. It breaks my heart. I never thought God loves me this way. And this relationship, he is my daddy. And I start crying. And I start telling him, why you left me 23 years? Why you left me 23 years? Went to sleep. I wake up the second day. Something happened in my heart. I didn't know how I explain it from last night. And I started going to church, and every time I go to church, I learn more about my daddy. Do you know Jesus is your daddy? He's your father. It's, it's a great good news. You know, he's your daddy. You can run to him and say, Baba, I love you, Baba. I love you, Jesus. You can run to him. Whatever goes in your life, you can bring it to him. Very easy relationship. It does not need any protocol. Don't believe anybody telling you, you need to do certain stuff to reach God. God is here. He's next to you. He's with you. He is in your blood. Is in your heart. The minute you accept him and receiving him, you know, yesterday I was flying and I was praying when I entered the plane. I said, Lord, select the place, my chair, next to someone really need to hear about you. Because everywhere I go, I will talk about Jesus. I am not ashamed of my daddy. My daddy is a great daddy. You know, everywhere I am proud of my daddy, of my father. And I know, you know, some people are jealous. Because my daddy is famous one. I didn't know who is your daddy. Are you with me? You having the same dad? If you have the same dad, you need to talk about him. You see, you can imagine if your dad is the mayor. You say, oh, my dad is the mayor. You can, you can imagine if your dad is the president of United States. Oh, my dad is the president. But my dad is the Lord of Lords. He is the mighty God. 
is the Savior. I have good news. And when I entered the plane, I said, Lord, where you wanted me to sit? And I found a middle church chair between two beautiful ladies, <laughs> young ladies, you know, like those young ladies here, you know, 26 or so. And I felt like the Lord wanted me to sit in the middle, like you sitting in the middle of them. And when I sit in the middle, I start praying, Lord, which one you wanted me to talk with about you? And the one on my right, she went to sleep early. And it was obvious that the left side is the one still reading her book. And then I prayed, and I said, oh, what are you reading? And she told me, oh, this author, and she started talking, you know. Uh, did you know? I said, no, I never heard about this book. But I wrote a book, and my book called Traitor. She said, wow. And it's about my story. Do you want it to hear my story? She said, oh, wow, yeah, tell me your story. And I started sharing with her. And I gave her a clear message about daddy. God loved to her. And she told me, I asked her, do you go to church? She said, I used to go to church, but I stopped a long time ago. And I felt like, wow, she is a child of God. And she doesn't know that God in his plan to bring her today back home. And that's why I am sitting in the middle. And I start sharing with her and after I share I told her, do you like to come back to daddy? Do you like to receive Jesus in your heart? She said, yeah. I want it. I want it to accept Christ. And I told her, okay, I will pray, and you pray after me. And we are in the air, in the plane. And I start praying, and she start praying after me. And I believe the passenger in front, in the back, the hearing, this lady is accepting her dad. Wow. I said even to Mike, uh, yesterday, when I, uh, today, I told her, you know what? I think I came to your area just for this lady to accept the Christ. And heaven and earth were rejoicing. And that's what happened to me. I was mocking and mocking and boom, Jesus revealed himself to me as my daddy, my heavenly father. My church invited me to go to a conference. At the conference, there was a preacher preaching, Jesus can change your life. Jesus can give you new life, new heart. I was always looking for new life. How many of you guys looking for new life, excitement life? Raise your hand. Amen. Yeah, everyone needs excitement, right? I'm telling you, it's not by an accident you are here today. You know, I didn't know I would speak here this uh, evening until last minute. But God brought you here because he wanted to give you excitement. Excitement! You know, and you will see the Holy Spirit will turn your life upside down. And you will jump 
And praise the Lord everywhere you go. You can't hold yourself when Jesus' fire comes to your heart. Do you need to receive fire today? Don't worry, the fire will not burn you. It will give you excitement. Do you need fire coming to your heart? Amen. That's what Jesus, why Jesus brought you here tonight. He wanted to fill you with the Holy Spirit. He wanted to set you free from your fear, from your worry, from what I need to eat or what I need to do or my work, my children, my family. He wanted to let you free of all of that. It does not mean you will not take care of your family or your kids, but you will have a daddy. You are leaning on him. And when I hear this guy preaching, I was in your seat. And the word touched my heart. You feel God's word touching you tonight, right? And that means he wa- he's calling you. He's calling you to receive him. And I decided I will put Jesus into a test. If, if really Jesus changing life, I'm here, Lord. I'm ready. I took a side and I nailed on my knees and I said, Lord, if this guy telling the truth, you can change me. Change me. Change me, Lord. And boom, shower of the Holy Spirit. Shower. Start covering me. And I felt it inside, outside. Everything in me was shaking. And Jesus set me free. I changed. And I received the Holy Spirit and the power of God in my life. And I decided not to be a Christian, like Christian. But I will be someone Jesus desire to do. You know, and I encourage you, don't look to other Christians because you will get disappointed. Don't look to churches. You will get disappointed. But look to Jesus. Look to Jesus and receive from him. And after Jesus changed me, I decided to go carry the gospel to everyone I see. And that's in a Muslim nation. And they arrested me And at the secret police building, I was witnessing to the secret police officer. And he told me, you know what? We will keep you for three days here. He doesn't like what I'm saying about Jesus. (coughs) Excuse me. And he said, you need to meet with the the chief of the attorney general of all Egypt. And I didn't know who is the attorney general of all Egypt. And they took me after three days to meet with this guy. And this guy started interrogating me. Of course, I was excited. You can imagine. You, s- you will sit face to face with the attorney general. It, it, th- that's a privilege, you know. And you talking with him about Jesus. And during the interrogation, you know, asking me about many, many questions, you know, and I shared my story. And I am praying. I said, Lord, give me something to this man. And boom, 
the Lord gave me three friction. I told him, Mr. Hisham, his name is Hisham Hamouda, I will ask you three questions. If you answer them, I will go back to Islam. If you didn't answer them, you need to be a Christian. And you, you need to read the Bible. He said, okay, go ahead. And you see, that's a funny thing. Now, I am interrogating <laughs> the Attorney General. First question. Does Allah love you in Islam? The guy said, I don't know. I don't, do you know in Islam, Allah has 99 names. The name love is not found in Islam. I told him the second question. If you die today, where are you going? And I asked the same question to Christine, the passenger next to me in the plane yesterday. To that, Christine, you are a Christian. If you died, where are you going? She said, I don't know. Then you are no Christian. You didn't know Jesus yet. If you didn't know where you're going, if you have a doubt, that means you are not really accepting Christ. I told him, where you go if you die today, Mr. Hisham? He said, I didn't know. Do you know in the Quran, the Quran teaching Muslim? All Muslims are going to hell. That's in the book. There is no good news in Islam. You are the only people have good news. I told them, Mr. Hisham, the third question, is Allah able to change people in Islam? Is your Allah can change you? If you tell him, change me, Allah. He said, no, Allah will never change anybody. And there is a verse in the Quran say, لا يغير الله قوما حتى يغيروا ما Allah will never change anybody unless you change yourself by yourself. I told them, Mr. Hisham, did you notice your answer? Allah does not love you. Allah will not take you to heaven. Allah is not able to change you. Why are you following Allah in Islam? And he looked at me and he said, he turned the table around and he asked me the same three questions. He told me, is God loves you in Christianity? I said, of course God loves me. He came from heaven. He died for my sin. Jesus loves me. He said, where are you going if you died? I said, I'm going to heaven. And I can prove it to you here in your office. He said, how? I said, I am not afraid of you. I know who you are. You are the attorney general of all Egypt. With your signature, I will be behind the sun. It's an expression mean I will disappear from Egypt. Even if you do that, I know where I'm going. I'm going to my daddy. Are you sure you're going to your daddy? Then do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. You know, I teach churches when I come before I speak in, in almost all churches to shout, praise the Lord. And I tell them, I want you to do that when you see a mosque, go around the mosque and shout, praise the Lord. Worst case scenario, they will kill you, but that's okay. <laughs> you know where you're going, right? 
If you really know where you're going, why are you afraid of death? Why are you afraid? To be fun. You, you will go to your daddy. Right? And that's what I told him. Even whatever you do to me, I'm not afraid. I know where I'm going. I'm going to my daddy. And he was very upset. And he asked me two questions. What do you think about the Quran? I told him, don't be sensitive. Don't take it personally. The Quran does not worth three pennies for me. That's Egyptian expression. And he, the guy who writes the report in his office said, Sir, do you want me to write this? He said, yeah, write this. And the guy started shouting, Oh, Allah, forgive me. Oh, Allah, forgive me. Because he writing with his own hand, the Quran does not worth three pennies. Then he told me, what do you think about the prophet Muhammad? Is he a prophet from God? I told him, don't be sensitive again. Don't take it personally. Muhammad can be anything but not a prophet from God. And the guy told him, sir, you want me to write this? He said, yeah, write this. Oh, Allah, forgive me. Oh, Allah. He writing, Muhammad is not a prophet. And he put me in prison for the rest of my life. I supposed to spend the rest of my life in prison. And he thought he will crush me inside the prison. He doesn't know that real Christians is like water. Did you ever hit the water with your fist? When you hit the water with your fist, what will happen? The water spread. That's the church. That's the real Christian. You push them down. <laughs> Explosion of the Holy Spirit. They go around and they turn the world upside down. That's why you are here. You are Christian because those early church got hit by the power of the enemy. But they said, whatever with us is more stronger than against us. Right? And he thought he will, he will crush me inside the prison. And I was excited because now I have a captive audience. <laughs> All of those prisoners in the prison. I will spend my life preaching the gospel. And the government, they thought they are smart. They lock me. They lock me 24 hours. No bed. No cover, no shower, not allowed to change my clothes. No one in my family knows where I am. My friend, nobody knows. They cut everything. And they gave me a coffee can to be my toilet inside my cell. You can imagine you sleeping in the restroom. Smelling all of this. Especially if you have diarrhea. Or stuff like this at night. Food is terrible. One meal a day. You know, I used to take my shoes, put over the coffee can because it has sharp edges to use it. But I was excited. Hey, Lord, all your apostles suffered. You promised the church you will suffer. You will suffer. You will get hit. But guess what? I am with you. I will give you victory 
over any kind of head. That's the real Christianity. That's what the Bible promised us. You know, he is a healer. You come to him and heal me, Lord. Heal my family, Lord. Heal my kids, Lord. Keep pushing all resistance from Satan. And Satan will flee away from you. But what happens is, when Christians get hit, they start bowing to Satan, to Satan and, you know, raise a white flag to Satan and they start turning their back to Jesus. But Jesus wanted you to learn how to fight. How to fight. Guys, we are called to fight. Do you remember in Exodus 14, God told Moses, stand still, see the salvation of the Lord. The Lord will fight on your behalf. But he wanted you to stand, to fight, but he will do the fight on your behalf. The good news is you will not do any fight, any real fight. But just you stand and calling the Lord to your fight. What you need to do, Lord, come now and defend me. Come now, heal me. I need to see your power. I need to see a miracle. He promised Moses one million and a half. They came out of Egypt, no cars, nothing. And they are over there in the Middle East until now as a sign. As a sign that God is God. 28 Middle Eastern countries, they can't touch them. You know, in Egypt, 100 million Egyptians. If they walk, they can take Israel, but they can't. Because God is God. God behind them. And he promised, I will fight on your behalf. Exodus 14, verse 12, 13, and 14. I will fight on your behalf. Stand still. Hold your peace. And I will come to your fight. Bring God to your fight. I don't know what is your fight. But I know my fight. I remember when I got my first son, Josh. And Josh was uh, playing in the swimming pool and he fell down. And he died in the swimming pool. And I received the call, your son is dead, your son is dead. I rushed with another pastor. Everybody is crying. Everybody. And my son in the body bag announced dead by the ambulance people on the fire truck. And I start crying. And while I'm crying, the Holy Spirit whispered in me. He said, Son, Jesus is the same. Yesterday, today, and forever. He is the same. Go pray for your son. Go bring Jesus to your fight. Don't try to be strong and go through your fight. Bring God to your fight. I went. I kneeled. I said, Lord... Show me your glory. I wanted to see your glory. Very short prayer. In my heart, show me your glory, Lord. And guess what? Boom. 
my son started screaming inside the dead body bag. They open, they pull him, start screaming more. They said, we need to take him to the hospital. Took him to the hospital. The doctor came with water this size, and he said, son, don't put your hope high. Your son will be vegetable. And my English at that time, I didn't understand the word vegetable. Your English is weird. You know that? Yeah. My son will be vegetable. And I looked to the other pastor and he said, oh, that's mean. He will be paralyzed, brain damage. What I did, I took my fight to Jesus. I said, I went to the receptionist area. I bowed my knee and I said, Lord, you healed the sick. You raised the dead. And no one from the dead raised his vegetable. Did you hear Jesus raised someone and he became vegetable? No. You are the same yesterday, today, and forever. Lord, come and heal my son completely. And I will go anywhere you wanted me to go. And guess what? Around midnight... I tried to wake him up, Josh, Josh, Josh. Suddenly, Josh opened his eyes, and he did like that. That's how we play together. He acting like your daughter, the baby one. Yeah, we were praying yesterday in Barack home, and uh, while we stopped praying, she started making <coughs> like that, you know. Uh, I think you have an Egyptian blood in your family. <laughs> yeah. And uh, when he did that, start shouting, praising God. We carried him. He was connected to monitors and, you know, on his heart and his head. But we know when he did that, he's completely healed. The doctor came, they examined him, they said, Wow. We heard about miracle, but today we saw one. Your son is completely healed. No brain damage. Later he got teenager brain damage, <laughs> but that's okay. We can deal with this, you know. Yeah. And he's a miracle in my house. You know, Jesus conquered death. Jesus can heal you tonight. Jesus can come to your fight. You know, you have good news, guys. You need to go and turn your Arcada Valley upside down. All farming beton, all Missouri upside down. You guys are an army, an army for the Lord. Don't eat, sleep, and wait to die tomorrow. Go with the gospel of Jesus Christ. You have good news. And that's what, why I told the secret police officer there is only one name. The name of Jesus has been given to all mankind to be saved. He changed my life. I became a new person in Christ. He opened my eyes to see I have a daddy. I am not alone. For the rest of my life, I have daddy. I can call him. 
Guys, it's beyond the imagination when you experience Jesus in your life. When you experience the Holy Spirit in your life, He will change you. And people will tell you, you are crazy. You know, but it's okay. You know, because that's what they said to Paul. And Paul said, if I'm crazy, I'm crazy for the Lord. You know, I know who I believe in. And he gave me strength to fight my fight. If you feel sickness, if you feel anything in your life, in your family, bring Jesus to your fight. Amen? Let us uh, pray and close our eyes. And if anyone here tonight needs to experience the love of Jesus in his heart or her heart, he wanted to accept the Christ. He wanted change. Raise your hand and say, I wanted to accept the Christ. Is there anyone here today? Amen. Anyone else? Don't be ashamed of Jesus. Don't be ashamed of Jesus. People might say you are crazy, but you are not crazy. You are with sound mind because you're accepting life from Jesus. Anyone else would like to accept the Christ, receive life today? Okay, amen. Uh, how if we give this man a hand because he wanted to be saved today? Can you come here? Don't be ashamed of Jesus. What's your name? Jerry. Jerry, you know what? You are my hero. I am? Yes, you, because you stand here front of all of those people, saying, I wanted to follow Jesus. Amen. Pray with me after me this prayer. Lord Jesus. Can you say, Lord Jesus? Yes, Lord Jesus. Forgive my sin. Forgive my sin. I accept you. I accept you. Come to my heart. Come into my heart. Change my life. Change my life. I receive the Holy Spirit. I receive the Holy Spirit. I decided to follow you. Help me to follow you, Lord. Thank you for your love. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Praise the Lord. Anyone else would like to give his life to Christ? You know, he opened the gates. God bless you, Gary. Anyone else would like to receive Christ? Don't be ashamed. Even if you are a young child, do you want it to follow Christ? Raise your hand. Amen. Come here. Anyone else? Yeah, come here. You are my hero. Come here. Can you repeat after me, Lord Jesus? Lord Jesus. I accept you. I accept you. Lord and Lord. Of my life. Of my life. Come, to my heart. Come to my heart. Forgive my sin. Forgive my sin. I, receive the Holy Spirit. I receive the Holy Spirit. Help me to follow you. All the days of my life. In Jesus name. Amen. Give him a.
Okay, let me ask this question. How many of you guys wanted to be bold and go to witness? To be, okay, I wanted you to come here. Yeah, come here, come to the front. If you really wanted to be bold, come to the front. You know? And we need to all praying for boldness, that the Holy Spirit will fill us and we will be able to go and change Arcadia. Amen? Amen. Okay. Lord, thank you so much for Mike and for those warriors they came forward. You know each one of us, Lord. We love you. We experience your salvation. We believe in your power. And Lord, we're praying for the Holy Spirit to empower us. It's not by works, Lord. It's not by power or by might, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Lord, fill us with your sweet Holy Spirit, with the power of your Son, Jesus. Lord, use us to turn Arcadia upside down, to put Arcadia in fire, and many souls will be saved because of those people standing right now, Lord. We pray all of that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you guys. Thank you so much. And Mike, you take over from here. Do you still want to do the Q&A? Or? We answered all the Amen. I forgot to announce two announcements. I have my book in the back. I have good material. And my wife uh, uh, is the author of a very powerful book for children. You can stand at the table, and I can explain more for you. God bless you. Thank you. <laughs>